0: Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're so welcome to this channel, Khan, coming to you today from the very sunny, warm Manhattan. And um, yeah, I just want to get into this second part of the series in relation to how a narcissist infiltrates the mind of their target victim. In real time, in real life, this is a comment and a subscriber story of how that actually happened to her. And I want to thank her very much for leaving this long comment on her experience of having her not, her mind basically infiltrated by a narcissist. This is actually a long distance relationship. The way a narcissist infiltrates your mind is they build up an element of trust within you in the love bomb stage, as I'm sure you're all pretty familiar with at this stage, the first part of the narcissistic cycle. You know, when we look back on our experience, a lot of us kind of beat ourselves up and say, oh, why did I not see it? Why did I not see it? It is so much easier to see in retrospect when you look back and you put all the pieces together then you see the pattern and you see you know what happened and it seems so much more evident and simplistic it is very subtle with narcissists and they take us from one stage to the next ensuring that they have a certain amount of control over us before they will devalue us a bit and then kind of come back and maybe praise us a bit or hook us back in to the trust situation that's often termed as the push and pull in our community the push and pull manipulation but let's read this person's experience out and again thank you for sharing it you have to become vulnerable to share your experience because you're basically saying look i was conned and this is how it was done i realize it now and i want to share it for the the betterment of other people in our community so that it may resonate with someone going through the experience or may make sense of someone's experience that's experienced similar. So, without further ado, let's get into this uh, comment of how this person's mind was infiltrated by a narcissist and how that played out in real time. So, this was a long distance relationship and it has a religious context. Remember, narcissists move in all areas of life particularly in places where they can capture people who may be vulnerable or going through a a life transformation going through a health crisis going through something where they're moving within themselves so they are possibly open to suggestion so here goes My ex had converted to Catholicism earlier than I did and was more advanced in terms of readings and practices. He understood the functioning of the church, had read scripture, etc. He was writing for a Catholic magazine as well. He came into my life just a couple of weeks prior to my confirmation. That's a religious ceremony in, in the Catholic religion and when I think about it now I know it's no coincidence I received a lot of light and blessings from God at that time and there was a clear spiritual battle for my soul it's, it's easy to recognise in retrospect isn't it and they remember narcissists go for good people of all religions, of all creeds um, of all areas in life but there's usually a common denominator and that's the person is empathic and the person is good Before his arrival, my faith had been organically growing. I had been praying more, going to church more diligently. My relationship with God was flourishing and it made me lighter and happier. I love praying, going to church and meeting my neighbours. But it's through manual labour that I end up being the most connected to the Holy Spirit, a spiritual person here. When I sew and then look at the result, I know my hands have been used by God and he uses this time to send me messages. I met this man online and thought he was sent by God. This, guys, is a mistake a lot of us make. You know, we're at a time when we're ready to meet someone and... From whatever spiritualism or religion or lack of religion we follow, we can also often pray to God or put out into the universe that we're ready to meet someone and can they send someone along. And a person turns up, not necessarily from the universe, not necessarily from God. So use your your gift of discernment here. Don't just immediately think this person has been sent by God. Although... People can be sent by God to open us up more, to awaken us and to give us an advanced spiritual experience. I was completely charmed by his writing abilities and found his love of God very attractive. So that was the mask that this person wore. The relationship only lasted three months, but it was very hurtful very hurtful it doesn't matter how much time the relationship took to from end from beginning to end with a narcissist they go deep so very hurtful very hard to recover from during the first month he was sweet and protective though I thought he was over the top with all his compliments he seemed to know what he was talking about in terms of the faith and I was glad I could share my love of God with him unfortunately and in a very short time span he went from only suggesting me readings to if you don't read scripture more rapidly i'll find a more pious woman on the next pilgrimage indeed you will sir i felt pressured to spend all of my free time reading scripture and going to church I had to read faster and faster even if I did not get it I completely lost myself in the process and suffered a lot I stopped sewing and taking care of myself You know guys this can happen to us in a short span of time or in a longer span of time And thank you for sharing the vulnerability that it took to let to get to let you share this experience It's humbling he used dogmas, especially ancient ones, to police me. I was used to wear a small amount of mascara, and that was not allowed anymore. Wearing makeup for a woman was a capital sin according to him and an in inverted commas doctors of the church. This man's taking on the role of the Pope. He insinuated many times that I was not the woman I was pretending to me to be. Now that is indeed a strong case of projection on the narcissist's part. Because he had read a proverb about a prostitute or a harlot that day, maybe I was one or I would bring bad luck to him. He wanted to know absolutely everything about my sexual past and proceeded to use every single thing against me. And that is the old adage, guys, of do not share personal information too quickly with anybody um, and also you know a man of God who purports you know to be all these wonderful things suddenly starts to ask you about your sexual history etc etc those two things don't add up so that would be a red flag in future or for anyone who's with someone purporting to be one thing and then they ask questions about the exact opposite of what they purport to be Okay. Um, he was incredibly jealous and paranoid that's what the nar- a narcissist is incredibly paranoid when I made remarks to him in a public setting he would then accuse me of looking at other men he thought I was looking for someone better than him I was absolutely not meanwhile he was masturbating on pictures of his ex and looking at other women at mass They accuse you of exactly what they are doing themselves. He tortured me on two occasions with things he pretended I had done, but he refused to tell me what they were for days. Ever had that, guys? Maybe a little dash or dose or dollop of the silent treatment or the narcissist being off with you, cooler with you, or passive-aggressive with you, but they won't tell you what's actually wrong. You're meant to guess what you did wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. But in their crazy, discombobulated minds, you've done something wrong. A perceived threat to their control. He wanted me to obey him because wives would submit to their husbands without questioning anything. I don't know where this guy comes from, but it sounds like he comes from 10 centuries back because... This bears no resemblance to any modern day religion that I'm aware of. Every time I tried to voice a concern, he said I was spiritually attacked. I could not question his behavior or the relationship dynamic. It was all my fault. Oh dear. I think every narcissist's battle cry is it's all your fault. I was apparently not in a state of grace and attacked by demons. This guy, this guy is, I think, very messed up in the head. More messed up than most narcissists. He was attacking me, not demons. Amen to that. He also tried to explain the anxiety I felt by telling me that it was linked to the sins we committed together and past sins. That's a bit of gaslighting thrown in there to, to flavour the meal. Was trying to negate, invalidate your feeling anxious. Your feeling anxious was, I would say, a warning from God or the universe in relation to what this guy was doing to you. So he tried to explain that away with using your newfound religious belief against you and saying that you had sinned both with him and in the past. And that was the reason for your anxiety. This is the way a narcissist infiltrates a person's mind. Again, looking back on it, it's much more obvious than it is when you're actually going through the situation. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. He forced me to go to confession three times because we had kissed too passionately. Doesn't it get crazy, guys? It's really crazy stuff. It is really crazy stuff. But you're trying to follow, you know, you have a newfound belief in something this you know a person comes along that purports to be an expert in it and you're committed you know you want to to embrace this and you're on a learning curve and you're being told something dogmatically so it takes a while to kind of get out of the fog of believing in this person and actually evaluating this logically for yourself the dogmas scripture the doctors of the church's teaching were all weaponized against me indeed they were my character was assassinated my faith was questioned i felt under the inquisition during the whole relationship he tried to confuse me to make me make mistakes to then point fingers at me narcissists do love setting you up and baiting you for a fall baiting you into an emotional reaction like something you would get angry about and then berating you for your anger saying that you have anger issues this is a devilish evil manipulation on their part at the beginning of us talking I lost my appetite and felt awfully forced to open up I remember having impulses to hurt myself this is so torturous and it is so so painful it's like a torture of your mind and it comes out in so many different ways some of us become addicted to substances some of us go inwards there's a whole lot of different reactions to the trauma that we face when we're dealing with very manipulative and malignant narcissists i don't know why i did not trust myself more the body never lies I thought I was afraid of opening up and if I endured it, the bad sensations would go away. It never went away. It only got worse. Always, guys. That's a mantra with narcissists. It doesn't stop. It doesn't change. It just gets worse. He made me cry every week on another topic. My nervous system got wrecked in the process. He knew exactly which buttons to push and he pushed all of them. He used guilt and fear to control me. Guilt, fear and obligation. That all happened in only three months. At the end of it I felt completely drained, exhausted. He ended being the most uncharitable man I have ever been with. He was preaching God's love but he was neglectful and mean in reality. There are a couple of conversations and events that delivered me. God played a huge part in it, obviously. I talked to many people and they all told me to run. But I was unfortunately under his spell. One. I had phoned a priest I trust because I felt attacked and I was beginning to lose it. My anxiety was unbearable and I kept crying i had a calm and down-to-earth conversation with him i talked about this relationship shared my concerns my ex was not certain if he if he wanted to get married or have children or if he was called to be a priest well holy god i hope he wasn't called to be a priest because he sounds like he's called to be a devil excuse my sarcastic humor the priest told me not to wait too long on him I had not thought about the eventuality of leaving him and that was enough for me to plan my way out. I think that was pretty good advice of the priest and you might say, why didn't the priest say to her just to run? A lot of the time when we're being abused and we're under the spell of a narcissist, it's too difficult to break away without first thinking about ourselves, working on ourselves and getting out of the... The mental bind that's what i mean when they say, when i say they infiltrate our minds it's not it's a complex process so when you see somebody who's being abused and you say well why don't we just leave it's not as simple as that wish that it were or would that it were so the priest took a, an approach that m- the person might be able to hear at that stage of the relationship Two, I spent my dad's birthday crying all day. My ex had been very mean to me the day before and on that day. He was torturing me with a musician I had listened to too much and who had been blasphemous. He told me that amongst all of his exes, I was the one with the most depraved and sexualized mind. This guy is a big projector. I cried so much. My family discovered what was happening as I could not hide my despair any longer. That day I had a conversation with all of them. I felt loved and seen, something I rarely felt with my family. It was a time of great healing. It was the last big argument I had with him. I realised that day that if one more argument unfolded, I would lose my sanity I had had enough. You're kind of, you know, you were dealing with a devilish, very disordered person. This guy sounds like he had more than narcissistic issues. And for those of us who believe in the spiritual attachment of the narcissist or the fact that their behavior is evil, even if we don't believe the person themselves are evil. This guy was very messed up. Three. Three. I was recommended to watch a documentary on people leaving sects. This is the cult-like indoctrination of a narcissist. A man was talking about his childhood experience and how he could never share simple concerns with his family and how guilt and shame had been used to control him. I could not fathom raising my future children in such angst. After my dad's birthday, I felt a lot of detachment and was able to carve a space during a couple of days to replenish a bit of my energy. Guys, getting away out of the narcissist's talons or reach, getting away from the narcissist gives you a bit of time to regroup and to regain your energy. I told him that I needed time and space and exchanged very little with him. He did not like it, obviously. I would say he didn't. I was also very lucky that it was a long-distance relationship, yes. Whenever I turned my phone off, he could not have access to me so easily anymore. I was able to break up with him a week later. Sometimes it takes the time. And that time, you know, a week would be commensurate with the fact that it was a shorter-term relationship. If you're in a year relationship, it can take you a month to get to the stage or longer where you're able to leave. On the phone he told me I sounded dead. I was more alive than I had been in the last three months but just not under his hold anymore. He told me to go F-U-C-K myself and then called me an hour later to reconcile. How very typical of a narcissist's behaviour they will go from one manipulation to the other. They'll be really nice and then in a split second they'll be really horrible if really nice doesn't work. We absolutely had to reconcile or he would not be able to receive communion. So again, he's browbeating you by his mind infiltration in relation to your religious beliefs. During this conversation, he brought up the mother of a saint. She had, ac- she had accepted to stay with her husband, even though he was beating her up. Wow. He's using a religious instance where he quotes that this person stayed with a husband who was beating her up. That was real love, according to my ex. Well, I'd say it was because that would have totally built into his trajectory of how the relationship should go and probably would go had you got into a more serious relationship with him. So his view of real love was the partner accepting any level of abuse she had ex- she had accepted to stay yeah okay he was asking for my consent to make me suffer absolutely the impulses i had at the beginning of the relationship to hurt myself speak for themselves as well in a relationship with him i would have ended up hurting myself physically mentally spiritually the encouraged self destruction had already begun this guy sounds a bit deadly in relation to getting into your head spiritually. This guy ended up being the incarnation of all of the nasty voices that had been living in my head. At the end of the relationship, he was big on telling me how retarded I was. It was all a joke to him. It became so grotesque at the end of it that I just could not believe it anymore. It was almost laughable, a farce. I remember listening to him and smiling at so much stupidity. It's amazing when we look back and we see how ridiculous it actually looked or looks. But when our emotions were involved at the time and the trust and belief hadn't yet been broken, you know, we accepted so much. He had so much pride. He kept repeating that I was only finding my feet in the faith. Indeed. Indeed. While he was already very much engaged on the path of sanctity. Well I don't know which church he was going to but it wasn't one filled with light. Only God knows what is in our hearts and how faithful we are to him. He was quoting this, oh my God. God used that experience to heal me. Yeah, I feel stronger now. I will never let someone dictate how I should relate to him anymore. How, how you should relate to God God, is, God and you have a personal relationship and there's no other human being that can tell you how to conduct your relationship with God in effect that is a very personal decision between you, God whatever God you believe in or whatever spiritu- spirituality you have that should never be used against you or distorted in your mind should never be infiltrated on that level I knew the church had been infiltrated by such people, but meeting one of them was an eye opening experience. I am now less naive. And that concludes the personal, real life experience of a person whose mind was infiltrated by a cult like type of narcissist who used a particular belief or religion or or self-awareness self-development stage of a person's life against them and it sounds like you've really done the work um, and understanding what you've been through and you're using this as a great personal development tool you're not giving up sorry my little friend is running there to the window you're not giving up on your religion because One of these types had infiltrated. Sorry about that, guys. I better cut the video short. Listen, um, I will see you again shortly for another video. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun...